This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. <clears throat> good morning, good morning. I am Deb the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we have such a fun guest on today, calling all the way from San Francisco, California. You know, you gotta love technology. Um, welcome to Josh Parkinson. Yeah, thanks Yay! for having me. <laughs> well, you know, gotta love this. I'm in Atlanta. The radio station is in Denver, and you're in San Francisco. So, you know, it just makes technology makes everything so cool. And first, let me tell our uh, listeners a little bit about you, Josh, because you have such a fascinating bio. And it's actually so long, I'm going to edit it down, but we'll come back and talk about bits and pieces as we go. So, Josh is a wordsmith turned tech junkie. Josh is for conversation and content led him around the world and eventually to bootstrap Facebook content manager Post Planner. And we will definitely talk more about Post Planner. Josh was born and raised in Ogden, Utah, with a mix of Boy Scout conduct and the entrepreneurial spirit. After obtaining a master's in literature and philosophy in 2000 from the University of Utah, paid for on academic scholarships, Josh will pump the American, jump the American and headed east for Europe. After lots and lots of fun things there and going back and forth, uh, Josh, his current wife, managed his dance tours and marketing and earned an MBA in entrepreneurship, once again from the university. Josh's interest in the tech industry sparked during his MBA program when he worked for Utah's Universal Venture Fund. Due diligence work up there opened his eyes to one fact. He wanted to be the startup, not the investor. He got that chance in 2011, along with the help of a developer he still never met in person. And we are really going to talk about that because that is so cool. So Josh and overseas developer Slav grew Post Planner from a simple scheduler and status ideas engine into a power. Powerhouse publishing tour for maximizing Facebook page engagement. He sees the startup as belonging to its users as much as to him and continues to add features to the app. Immediate pain points. So with that, welcome again to Josh. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was uh, quite a, a read of that biography. Well done, Deb. Perfect, perfect. Well, my microphone is breaking up a little bit, so we're going to keep going with this. If I need to, I will call back in on a regular landline and just let you and the producer chat but we're going to keep going with this for a, a little bit see how it clears up okay so josh and i met on facebook 
in a Facebook group. So see, folks, that's why you need to get involved in groups. So again, you know, we've never met in person. You know, that's what I really love about technology because we are able to work with people and meet them virtually and never actually meet them face to face. You know, really is one of those things where it is such a great tool. Now, speaking of Facebook, featured company magazine for how he met his business partner. So Josh, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, how about how about I tell us tell you guys about that and uh you you try calling in again cuz you seem to be breaking up a bit. Okay. So let me let me go over my story a little bit and then uh you can you can call back in. All right, sounds perfect. So yeah, uh I we started uh Post Planner back in 2011, about March of 2011. And, uh, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, I'd been doing, uh, fan page, building fan page, custom fan pages for several clients. And, uh, I just realized that I didn't really want to work with clients. I wanted to, uh, develop some software and, uh, basically move from having clients to having customers. Um, because customers are, are, are a lot easier to deal with, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, we, I, I wanted to go out and, and develop this software, but I wasn't a technical guy. So, um, I tried to go down the route of going through some of these sites like, uh, Odesk and, uh, these kind of freelance sites. And, um, it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't really have a way to, to vet the, the people I was hiring and, and I found that a lot of them just kind of created uh, facades for the apps that I wanted to build and, and then just kind of drug me along and, and told me they were working on it and this things never got done. So um, I was actually working on an app to, for politicians to try to allow them to um, create surveys for the constituents. And um, I, I like I said, I wasn't a technical guy, so I couldn't build this myself. So what I did is I just went out and found another guy uh, on on Facebook, who was building a, an app that that was similar to the one that I wanted to build, and um, yeah, and then I, I just I just reached out to him on Facebook, and uh, I said, hey, I like your app. Um, I have some customers ready to buy. If you make these this change and this change and this change, then um, we can get it going right away. And he was game, and he said, yeah, let's do it, and and. That's that was kind of our first project, and Post Planner turned out to be a, a later project. But that's how we met, and he's in Bulgaria, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and you know, we've been doing business together for you know over two two and a half years since then. And we still have never met in person, although we chat every day uh, via Skype, and and we jump on phone calls here and there as well. But you know, it's an interesting world. Uh, that we live in today that that can happen and, and we can build a successful business with partners who we've never actually seen in person. Well, and what I love, yes, I'm back, and so hopefully we have a much better connection with me now. Um, what I loved in the Fast Company story was the fact that you talked about that you connected with him on Facebook and you really looked at his posts and his photos of him and his family. And so it really gave you a sense of who he was which I think is so important when people are going to work together. You know, it's one thing to, you know, to, to, you know, have something where we're doing a transaction with somebody, maybe a, a one or two, you know, time thing, but you knew you were going to be working long term with him. And so 
reaching out to him and connecting with him on social media really gave you a sense of who he was. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I, I could see, I could see from kind of looking, you know, I friended him and then I and just kind mm-hmm. of looking through his pictures. I could see photos of him speaking at, at, at startup um, of type events. So I, I knew he was into the, you know, startup thing and, and, and a, mm-hmm. a legitimate, you know, entrepreneur himself. And, you know, then I just could see pictures of him with his family and his friends. And, you know, it just just gives you the confidence to um, it's it's just a, a lot different than connecting with someone on Odesk who happens to be in Pakistan or India or somewhere like that. And and all you do is chat with them. And, and usually it's a couple sentences. Uh, and it's just it's it's a lot uh, better way to go about it. Right. You know, and, and that's what I always tell people, you know, whether it's, you know, that I'm talking to them online or I'm, you know, talking in my seminars or something. I tell them, you know, we work with people we know, we like, and, and we learn to trust them. And we get that information, you know, for, for remote people and even for people, you know, that are across the street from us, oftentimes on social media. So, you know, if somebody's posting things that might be a little Oh, confrontational. You know, maybe they're you know posting something where you're thinking, eh, I don't really want to know them. Then you make that snap decision right then. You know, and and it could just be yeah. that they were posting something to be funny or to be sarcastic, or you know maybe they're just one of those devil's advocate type of people. But it's also the way you know if if somebody is only posting about one subject, you know, maybe it's about business or maybe it's about their their uh, nonprofit they're involved in, whatever. We still want those extra little things like the pictures of somebody with their family or, you know, knowing maybe what church they go to or what TV shows they watch because that does give us that extra little bit of, hmm, sounds like an interesting person. Yeah, it adds humanity to them. You know, it gives, gives right. you context about the person and, you know, mm-hmm. human beings are complex things, so <clears throat> it helps right. for sure. You know, and, and it also helps for businesses to do the same thing. You know, we've all seen businesses who have posted, and they only post basically, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. You know, they don't ever talk about anything else. And, and you know, obviously, they want to sell their product. I mean, you know, that's, that's why they are there. But, you know, unless they are, say, one of the big box stores, and even that, you know, they're learning to, to do some of the, the, the personalized things. It really helps to get to know that you know maybe you're a company that every Friday afternoon everybody goes and plays softball, or you know you went out for a pizza party, and you know the the, the companies that post the the employee birthday pictures. You know I love knowing a little bit more about a company because then maybe I'm not going to you know buy their product or their service, but I might still refer to them because I get the idea of what they are like to do business with by doing that. Sure. Yeah. Totally agree. So now we're going to very specifically be talking Facebook marketing because that's what Josh focuses on. But obviously, you know, a lot of these other tips can can go with um, any other type of social media, you know, for the most part. So what, you know, what are your best practices for posting that you like to tell people about? Well, I mean, that's a pretty huge question, Deb, but uh, let me let that's me all right. break it down. 45 minutes at least. <laughs> well, you know, um, as far as posting goes, it depends on whether you're, what, what your, your kind of post destination is, whether you're posting to groups mm-hmm. or whether you're po- posting to a fan page. 
But and it also depends on on how large your fan base is and where they're located, whether they're more local or whether they're worldwide. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, in general, we recommend that you you post a little bit more often, and mm-hmm. that most of your posts are are, um, are engaging in the sense that you're trying to get right. people to comment and like and, and share your posts because mm-hmm. you know your long term goal is to to get visibility in the newsfeed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for those times when you do have something in your business that you you're selling, you want to have the those the posts that are about those things be be seen by people. And if all you're doing all the time is just um, you know promotional stuff, then eventually people are going to either hide your stuff, unlike your page, or just ignore you. And mm-hmm. you know that's that's the worst case scenario for you. So you know the trick with Facebook, in my opinion, is you want to. Get your fans um, to engage with your posts so that down the road you you have more visibility to them when you do have some, you know uh, products or services that you're promoting um, that that people see those when they you know when you actually post them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I remember you know you mentioned you know posting several times. There was a, you know, they continually do studies about, you know, when to post, how often to post. And, and it was maybe 18 months ago, maybe even two years ago, there was a study that came out that said businesses should post 12 times a day. And I think every business page administrator's eyes crossed, you know, because we're all thinking, holy cow, how on earth can we post 12 times a day? And I think that really is too much. And, and now things have backed down to, you know, suggestions of posting at least once a day, um, but even several times a day because, you know, we, we definitely have fans that are around the world and, and in varying time zones. So, you know, what's your thought on how often and, and even when businesses need to be posting? Well, it all depends on how, how good a content you have, right? If, right. if, you're, push, if you're pushing out high-quality content that your fans love, mm-hmm. they love mm-hmm. to see, then there's no reason why you why you can't post 12 times a day. You know, there's 24 hours in the day. If you posted 12 true. times mm-hmm. a day every two hours, then mm-hmm. you know, and you have a worldwide fan base, and you have awesome content that's you know mm-hmm. each each post is unique and interesting. Um, then by all means, do it. But the problem is that most businesses don't have uh, you know a, a ton of awesome content to post. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you you've seen these pages that. Um, they just have really great photos, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they're not necessarily, you know, normal mom and pop shops or big, uh, or, you know, or, or, or brands, but they they've mm-hmm. kind of built a business around their fan page, and and they're posting these awesome photos, and they post them, you know, every couple hours, and those photos get tons of interaction and, and tons of engagement, and so for those for for me to tell those people to post less is it's a little bit absurd, right? Because right. they have mm-hmm. awesome content. They're yeah, pushing if it's it working, out we don't want to ta- we don't want to change it. Yeah, it's working, but that you know most businesses are are too busy to to to, to put that much concentration and energy mm-hmm. and time into Facebook. So yeah, they're 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 not going to. Ha- and they're also time into into finding great content. They don't have that time, so mm-hmm. you know they're they're only going to be able to come up with two, three, four posts. A day, which you know, which is quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they're only going to be able to come up with that content for that many posts, and so, so for that reason, they should post less often. Right. But um, you know, like I said before, it depends on the fan base. It dep- if you're just a local shop, if you're a local coffee shop, and most of your fans are you know in your small town, 
you don't want, mm-hmm. you, of course, you don't want to be flooding the the, the 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 news feeds of your fans with a bunch of, you know, kind of irrelevant posts um, right. throughout mm-hmm. the day because people are just going to get annoyed and 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 they're just going to hide you because they have a mm-hmm. lot of other options in their news feed. They have a lot mm-hmm. of other sources of information and content in their newsfeed, and if if you're taking up space that um you know that they that that space could be you know someone one of their great their good friends or a family member or a, or a business that's posting better content than you, then they're gonna um, choose that. Right, and and then you're gone. Um, and then you know, and, gone. and I think it's also really important for people to think about when their fans are actually online. You know, I've talked with people who, you know, say they have a product that is for, um, you know, moms. Well, that's great, but, you know, it, they have to figure out when that mom is actually on Facebook. That might be 10 o'clock at night, you know, or 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, they, they really need to think about that because, you know, if they post at 2 in the afternoon, it might be an absolutely fabulous post, but if the people who need to see it aren't online, they're probably not going to go back and try to find it. Now, some will. You know, if they if they really know that you have fabulous content, they will go back and they will search for that content. But it's important to really figure out who your audience is and when they're online. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, people will scroll down in the news feed, and that's the beauty of mm-hmm. Facebook, and that's the beauty of EdgeRank, right? That, that uh, right. you know, we don't have this news feed that's constantly updating, you know, mm-hmm. every couple seconds because we've connected with so many, you know, pages and, and, and profiles. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in general, it, it's kind of a funny thing, you know, like that you read in, in different blog posts, and a lot of different experts will tell you that it's that this is the perfect time of day, this is the, the best day of the week. And, and in my opinion, it's it's all... It, it, you can't really pay much attention to it, mm-hmm. uh, you know. For for one reason, that if if everyone posts, like if there's just one time, like if if it's Wednesday, right? If they say 10 p.m. 10 p.m. is the, the best time, mm-hmm. right? If, if 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 say that everyone says Wednesdays at 2 p.m. That's the very best time to right. post, and and everyone mm-hmm. listens to that, and everyone posts at uh, Wednesday at 2 p.m. Then your the news feeds of your fans are going to be flooded with with so many posts, right. and you're going to have a mm-hmm. ton of competition. Right, mm-hmm. so your competition is actually going to be highest at that at, at that time when they're telling you to post. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly the time that you don't want to post because you want right. to post mm-hmm. when you know your competitors, like all the other pages that your fans have liked, um, that that you don't want to post at the same time that they are because mm-hmm. you want you know you're going to be seen if you post at a different time. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know that really brings us to a, a great way to segue into having you talk about Post Planner. Because, you know, there are a lot of programs out there, and, and I use several, that can schedule posts. Uh, you know, I, I do think it's kind of interesting that one of the very first ones was TweetDeck, and it's now kind of gone away. Uh, you know, so, so these things change and evolve. But for the people who are thinking, okay, I do have great content, so I can post every two hours, but they're thinking, ah, I'm not going to get up a post at 3 in the morning. Or, you know, maybe they know that, you know, they're in, say, Atlanta, but most of their fans are in San Francisco. You know, they have, really have to watch about all of those things. So you want to use a scheduling program. And, you know, there, there, as I mentioned, there are a variety of them. But let's go ahead and, and have you talk about Post Planner and what people can do with it. Now, it is just for Facebook, right? Yeah, we're, we're fully Facebook-focused. So, yeah, we're, we only okay. post to Facebook. And, and our, and our okay. app is a, a Canvas app in Facebook, which means – you access it just like uh, you access a Facebook game, right? You you have mm-hmm. a little bookmark and you left 
column right. of your your newsfeed, and you click that, and you mm-hmm. go and you you use you use PostFinder inside of Facebook, uh, mm-hmm. which a, a lot of our customers love. So yeah, I mean, we have all of the typical things of of being able to schedule posts, um, you know, at any time in the future. Uh, but we, you know, so you have all those options. You can queue posts up. You can, you can, you know, set certain times, you know, three times th- throughout the day, and then you can just click in a single click and queue them up just like you would with an app like Buffer. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of these scheduling apps are, are, are getting these kind of commodity type features. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and scheduling itself is kind of becoming a commodity. So, you know, the way that we try to distinguish ourselves is we is via content because. We see that 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 our customers have that pain point. That's a real pain point for people that, you know, they 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 know that they're supposed to be on Facebook. They know that they're supposed mm-hmm. to, you know, get engagement and they're supposed to grow mm-hmm. their page, but they have no they have no idea what to post. Right. And so, you know, we've we've cr- tried to create an app where we have these features that that allow them to find great content to post. Um, mm-hmm. On the one side of things, we have our status ideas database. It's a, or we call it our status ideas engine. Um, just like mm-hmm. you have a search engine where you go to mm-hmm. Google and you find stuff, our status ideas engine, you can, um, you know, look in different categories. And we have thousands and thousands of, of pre-written questions, fill in the blanks, um, you know, topical stuff, seasonal stuff. And uh, these are just text updates. These are just, you know, text questions. Right, text so it's not a blocks. link to an article. It's, it's a post that somebody would do. Exactly. And, and we see that and, and all of our all of our I mean, our, our customers give us such positive feedback on this because the thing is, is they work. If you ask a question, if you ask a, a good, interesting fill in the blank, um, then people will comment. They'll answer and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll like it and they'll share it. And so we have a, a, you know, a big database full of all those. And then on the other side, we have a content engine where mm-hmm. you can add keywords on on any topic or niche you can think of, and um, we we create we uh, we basically show you trending content um, on that topic or on or in that niche or vertical that you're in. Uh, you can also add fan page URLs, Twitter ac- accounts, uh, blogs, mm-hmm. and you can you kind of can build up your own uh, library of of um, you know real-time feeds mm-hmm, sending mm-hmm. you great blog posts and articles in your nice. specific niche. Nice. So th- those are the two kind of parts of, of Post Planner that really make it easy for you to find awesome content. Mm-hmm. And then we have the scheduling thing where you can, you know, schedule it out for the for the next week or two and, and then sit mm-hmm. back and kind of, instead of having to come up with content, you can just react to your fans uh, answering, commenting, and, and liking. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and you know, it, uh, we'll go back and we'll talk about the status ideas and the content engine because I'm actually looking at them right now. But, um, you know, I, I really want to talk about, you know, the fact that you just mentioned that you, you know, you can schedule these posts and then react. And I think that is so crucial and critical for people who schedule posts. You know, whether they're using Post Planner or Hootsuite or Facebook's internal engine or, you know, whatever they're using, I come across so many businesses who will schedule a post or, you know, multiple posts, and, you know, maybe they go in on Monday morning and they schedule their posts for the week. The next time they go onto Facebook is the next Monday morning. And so they have missed people asking questions. 
you know, commenting on things. The worst thing is when they miss people saying, hello, I want to spend money with you. Um, yes. You know, and, and so it is so important. Now, you know, that, that comes back to the time thing. People are panicking about time. Well, you know, when somebody comments, you can have it sent to your email so you know that somebody commented. I mean, there's a variety of different programs for that. But if you check in on your Facebook page, you know, a couple of times a day, just for five, ten minutes, you're going to see everything that you need to be responding to. And I think that's where it's crucial to build that engagement with people. Because if I post on somebody's page and they don't respond, maybe I'll give them twice. They don't get a third chance. You know, and, and so you really have to watch that with, with things. Yeah, and it doesn't take that much effort or time. You know, if you, if you schedule... Mm-hmm. If you schedule your post out for the week on a, on a Monday morning, for example, um, mm-hmm. you can you don't have to react instantly, you know, when when someone right. comments or likes, but you can go in there a couple times a day, and and you know it, it's going to be worth it in the end because you're going to increase the edge rank of your page, which means you're going to increase the reach of your future posts, and mm-hmm. you're gonna um, you know you're gonna you're gonna build your relationship with those fans, uh, even if it's if it's something as as small as just liking. You know, each comment that they make. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason why you shouldn't like every single comment that every fan makes on your page, unless it's something offensive mm-hmm. or abusive, then right. you want to just delete it. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't like them. And you know, we made a concerted effort. Uh, my 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 colleague Scott and I, Scott Ayers is is you know one of the community managers on our page, and he's a big mm-hmm. blogger on our on our blog. And and we we kind of made a a choice that. You know, we were going to react as much as possible, and, and if, if possible, we were going to, you know, reply to every single comment that anyone mm-hmm. made on any of our our posts. And mm-hmm. since we've done that, you know, the engagement is just shot through the roof, and, and mm-hmm. it just makes the whole conversation more interesting because if you ask a really good question or if you post one of these really cool fill-in-the-blanks, you know, people are going to re- uh, respond with, with really a lot of interesting stuff, and then you, mm-hmm. you, you respond to their comments, and you create a pretty cool discussion. And, and if, if that discussion is visible in someone's news feed, and, and you know, you have, a, you have an interesting question, and then you have a bunch of com- – you know, you see that there's 9, 10, 15, 20 comments, and you, you, it piques the curiosity of that person. You want to see how, right. what, what people answered. You want to see what the replies to those answers were. So – you know, it's a little, it's a little, it's entertaining for people, and and I think mm-hmm. that's what you're kind of going for. Right. Well, and of course, one of the the little known facts, or you know, it, it depends actually how uh, current you are with knowing Facebook things, but but a lot of page administrators don't realize that the more engagement, the more your post will appear again in the in the yep. newsfeed. So you know, maybe you and I have been conversing, you know, about. Um, a, a, a post that, that you had done through a post planner, what happens then is the people we're mutually connected to start seeing that engagement again. So maybe you did a post today, but I don't really comment until Friday. Well, bam, it drives it back into the news feed again. So that's really, really why you want to generate conversation with these. For sure. You're, you're investing in the, in the future visibility of your posts. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the reason why you want to be active on Facebook. It's not just, you, you just, you know, some businesses maybe don't understand it and they see it as just, they're, they're, they're going through the motions. They just need to get mm-hmm. content out there. But, you know, the more they get their fans to engage and the more interaction they have on their page, what they're doing is you're investing 
in higher reach for you know your posts that come later because mm-hmm. Facebook is detecting every time one of your fans comments or clicks a picture to view it or does any kind of click on any of your posts, they're signaling to Facebook that they want to see more of you. And mm-hmm. you know once they do and, and the more often they do that, the more likely it's going to be that your future post is going to show up for them. So if, right. if you know if, if you have a ton of fans and they never interact with, they never click your links, they never view your photos, they never comment on your on your posts, eventually you're going to disappear to them, and mm-hmm. that's the worst case scenario. Then you might as well not be on Facebook. Right. You know, and and that's what so many business people tell me is they post and they post and they post and nothing ever happens. And, you know, I'll go and I'll look on their page and maybe, you know, I, I, they'll set me up as an administrator so I can see the insights. And I see that what they're posting, they're not getting interactions with. And it kind of is like the, the old saying, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, did it really fall? You know, if you post and nobody saw it and then nobody reacted to it, did you even, you know, was it a waste of time yeah. to post? And my, my comment is yes. You know, if you're spending your time doing all of this and nothing is happening, then it really is a waste of time. And unfortunately, then what happens is people say, oh, it's not working, and they leave Facebook or Twitter or, you know, whatever it is because mm-hmm. they weren't doing it in the correct way. For sure. And, and, and yeah, you got to, you know, what, what we tell people is, is you really, really need to mix up your post types as well mm-hmm. because right. – you know, a lot of businesses, what they want is, is they kind of – social media for them and, and Facebook for them is, is the top of the funnel. They want people mm-hmm. to come to their website. They want them to sign up for their newsletter, you know, read their blog posts, mm-hmm. you know, uh, get familiar with their product. And, and, and so link posts are great for that. You want to post link posts, especially if you have a blog. We send mm-hmm. a ton of traffic to our blog from our Facebook page. But the thing is, is – you know, and Scott wrote just wrote a great blog post on this last week. You know, you don't you don't want to only post link posts. You don't want to only right. post mm-hmm. posts going back to your blog, because mm-hmm. the the thing with link posts is people they don't get a lot of interaction because mm-hmm. people just click them and they go off and right. they read the blog post and mm-hmm. and they don't they tend not to really like the post much. They won't comment mm-hmm. on it much and they and you know sometimes they share it but not as often. Basically, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of uh, they get distracted by the content that you're giving to them, which is good. That's what you want. You want them to mm-hmm. go to your your blog. Right. But mm-hmm. you know, if you don't uh, post things that are engaging, like photos and 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 text questions, uh, fill in the blanks, and these kind of things that you get in our status ideas engine, you're not going to drive up engagement and increase the visibility of those future link posts, and so you're not going to get as much traffic. So mm-hmm. you got to really mix it up. So you're you're getting that interaction and and, and keeping your edge rank high. But then you're, you're, you're sending out those link posts and you're, you're sending people back to your, your blog and you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're growing your business. Right. So I think you that's know, and, very and, important to remember. And, and it really should be driving people back to your website, whether it contains your blog or, or not. You know, I, I hear too many people that say, I'm only, I, I don't even need a website anymore because I just have a Facebook page. <laughs> that's that's entertaining until Facebook changes how your page appears, um, you know. And, and so you should be driving people back to your website, back to your blog. But as you mentioned, have these other posts, uh, you know, things in there that that they can engage with. Amazingly, we are already at the bottom of the hour, so we're going to go ahead and and take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about status ideas 
um, you know, ways where you can find content, some of those other things that I know so many business owners struggle with because they know, okay, I'm not supposed to just post about my business, but then they draw total blanks. So when we come back, let's really talk about where people can find that great content, you know, obviously through Post Planner, but there's, you know, lots of other great sources too. So let's, let's discuss that when we come back. Sounds great. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Great shows, great music. MileHighRadio.com. What are you listening to? Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.familiesfirstcolorado.org. Chris here from Yambana Gluten-Free Bakery. Do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? You may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yambana, we bake the best-tasting gluten-free items hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to yumbanashop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A. S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code MILEHIGHRADIO. YumbanaShop.com. Thank you for being a friend. And we are back. I'm Deb Creer, the socialite, and we are talking with Josh Parkinson about how businesses can really, really use their Facebook page to interact with their fans and thus drive business, but how they really can build relationships with people by getting them to engage. So first, before we start, Josh, go ahead and tell people how to connect with you and how to find your information. Well, the best way to do that is uh, to go, you know, on Facebook. You can go to our fan page, uh, Post Planner. You just type that into the graph search, and you'll find us. Um, or you can go to postplanner.com and, and uh, check out our blog, or postplanner.com forward slash blog. Uh, throw your email in there, and you'll get our, our weekly newsletter. Um, mm-hmm. Or you can just uh, connect with me on Facebook. Uh, it's, I'm Joshua Joshua S. Parkinson, I believe, Joshua Scott Parkinson. Um, I think there's, you know, head to the head to the uh, the f- fan page of the of the radio station. I think there's a link there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if you want to follow us on on Twitter, it's at Post Planner. All pretty simple, Deb. Great, great. Now, Post Planner has a free version, but it also has paid versions, correct? 
Yeah, yeah, there's there's uh, about three different levels. Um, yeah, a free app, then we have our expert app, and then we have our guru app, which has all mm-hmm. of the features. Perfect. You know, and, and so what I always tell people is try the free versions first. You know, for many people, that works out absolutely perfect. And I think, you know, if, if you're somebody like me, I have all of these versions that I'm trying out at, at various times. So it's always fun, excuse me, to, to try the free version first. But the, the uh, expert version is very affordable for people. And the nice thing is it does come with some of the extra little features, um, like uh, you know, the status ideas and things that we have already talked about. You know, and, and so let's discuss status ideas. You know, and, and whether you're getting your information from Post Planner or just you know, figuring it out on your own, one of the things that is is a definite way to engage people is the simple, basic way, but I see so many people do it at, or not do it, and that's to ask a question. You know, and that to me really is the way to get people engaged because if you just do a post, it's like people need permission to even respond. But if you ask a question, you'll get people to respond. Yeah, it's amazing that, that text is so, does so well. You know, everyone, all the experts out there are, are always touting photos. You know, f- Facebook's mm-hmm. all about photos, and, and photos are good. Don't get me wrong. You want to post right. photos, mm-hmm. but but there's something, you know, great about just a, a, a text question or a text mm-hmm. fill in the blank that, that does really well because people, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about conversation. It's all about, right. you know, uh, uh, giving yourself kind of identity, exposing who you are. Uh, and you do that by answering questions, giving your opinions opinions on things, and and that's you know it's it's a great way to engage with your fans. Right. You know, and and so I'm I'm in Post Planner in the app right now, and I'm I'm looking at the questions, and the first thing that struck me, so I'm I'm actually looking at Facebook and text suggested questions or suggested mm-hmm. ideas, and the first thing that struck me was, ooh, these are all short enough. I could also put them on Twitter. Um, and obviously, you know, you can put them on LinkedIn. That's it's cut and paste. But you know, this is is not a complicated process. But here's some of the the sample questions. What is more important to you, Facebook marketing or email marketing? You know, that's going to get a ton of of people. Question: What blogs inspire you? You know, that's that's probably going to get people to to uh, to do this. Now, this is kind of interesting. Like this, if you are checking Facebook on your phone right now. To me, that's a, a very good post for people to really figure out, ooh, you know, are they, are they checking their status and therefore maybe the website only on their phone? And if I don't have a mobile version of my website, I might be in trouble. So, you know, it's not just generating conversation with people. It's really good in getting good marketing data. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's why, you know – we we created that that uh, category that you're looking at right now, Facebook and mm-hmm. tech, because you know people love to talk about technology and they love to mm-hmm. talk about Facebook on Facebook. So right. you know we we created a, a category just specifically for that, um, mm-hmm. just because we know that those those kind of posts get a ton of of engagement. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 a great category to check out. Uh, I I personally I personally think that uh, status or sorry um, fill in the blanks are are one of the best thing you can post. Mm-hmm. Um, not only because you know it's for a couple reasons and and when when someone reads you know people are are, are moving so quickly nowadays and their attention pants, uh, spans are so short 
that you really want to do something that, that, in my opinion, gets a knee-jerk reaction from your fans, right? You want to, mm-hmm. you want them to answer that question really in a very quick way in their head, and that, right. that, that they that they they've done that so quickly that they'll quickly type in the answer and. And they won't think too much about it because if they think mm-hmm. too much about it, they'll get diverted and then they, maybe they won't comment. So mm-hmm. I think fill in the blanks are a great way to do this because, you know, it kind of it, it inserts the answer uh, of the fill in the blank into the head of the fan um, mm-hmm. immediately. And they'll type it in. And, and that's the one thing that, that, that causes it to get a lot of engagement. But also, like I said before, if you have a, a interesting fill in the blank and it's in the news feed and you see it and you see that there's – you know, 10, 15 comments, you want to click that just to see what other people, how other right. people answered mm-hmm. it. Even if mm-hmm. you don't, even if you decide that you don't want to answer it yourself, you just want to click it to see, you know, what other people said. And you got to mm-hmm. remember that, you know, that that click is still a click. When you right. click on that post and you just view the comments, you, that's mm-hmm. also counts toward Edrake. You know, that mm-hmm. that's also a signal to Facebook that you want to be connected with this page. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're definitely going for, for clicks and, and, you know, really good status ideas, you know, achieve that in, in several different ways. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm looking at family and pets status ideas now, and the first one that came up was a fill in the blank. And this one, now this could really generate a lot of conversation. Uh, it, uh, apparently, my husband's favorite word right now is fill in the blank. Now, you know, its suggestion is actually wife, but I would use husband. Um, yeah. And that, that really could be fun. Um, and then here's one that's another question. Kids have the most positive outlooks on life. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Police officer, astronaut, ice cream taste tester? You could add an image to that so that, you know, th- that might catch people's attention more. But sure. the reason I'm talking about these posts, I would do these posts on my business page because they're fun posts. You know, it's going to get engagement. So then if I do post about, say, a seminar I'm giving or, you know, something like that, it, it just kind of floats along in there. But we, we generated interest in the page, and people also get the idea that, hey, maybe Deb Creer is kind of this fun person that we want to know more about. Sure, and it was easy. It was easy for you to find them. If you use Post Planner, mm-hmm. you, you know, and it's also right. kind of fun. Right, it's kind of fun, Deb. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're clicking on that that uh, shuffle, and you're you're seeing three statuses oh, a, at a time, yeah. and you can quickly shuffle through a lot of different ideas right. and brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't use mm-hmm. one of the statuses you find there, just like you did, you switched it from mm-hmm. wife to husband. Mm-hmm. You can edit them. You can just use it to you know brainstorm and come up with your own idea. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, that's what we're trying to achieve here. Is we're trying to make it easy for businesses to you know come up with really good status updates. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and, you know, maybe it's somebody who doesn't have Post Planner. You know, we, we kind of want to nudge them that way, but, you know, maybe they don't have Post Planner. What they need to do is think about the post that they comment on. You know, so maybe they commented on a fill in the blank. Well, if it interested them, it might very well be something that they could tweak the wording a little bit or maybe even use the same wording depending on what it is and yeah. post on their own business page or, you know, take it to LinkedIn or, you know, tweet it, you know, do all those other things because, you know, we're no longer existing in just this vacuum. If it interests one person, it's going to interest more people. Sure. Yep. Totally agree. Great. You know, and there really are so many sources out there for information. Um, You know, I subscribe to Smart Brief, 
which is um, a free service where I get an email. Now I get an email twice a day just because there's so much content. But I get uh, suggestions from them where they have found uh, articles that are about social media. It, now, you know, granted, there's a lot that's being written about social media right now. But it really is something where now I always make sure that I read the article before I post about it, you know, because I don't want to just link to the article and then have it be something that I, you know, really wasn't comfortable with, or you know, heaven forbid, somebody asks me about it and I have to give them the deer in headlights look. But there are so many sources of information out there. But what I really like is, you know, when people think about it. For, for people in industries where they might think, oh, it's hard for me to, to find things. I was talking to someone the other day who sells insurance. And he said, you know, really, there's only so many posts he can do about insurance. And he hates to take advantage of situations and saying, ooh, you know, we just saw that this tree fell on this house here in Atlanta, and do you suppose they had the right insurance? You know, that's where mixing it up with fun posts really is a great way to be able to go. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, you know that, that there's a lot of content out there. And you said you mentioned mm-hmm. Smart Brief. You have you have an email newsletter that comes a couple times a day. And and mm-hmm. you know, I think it's uh, a, it's becoming more and more difficult just because of the the, the sheer magnitude of all of the content out there to to find you know to to, to sift through it all and and find mm-hmm. great content to post. Right. And um, you know, it, it, that's I think that's a pain point that we see in a lot of our customers. That mm-hmm. you know, we talked about status ideas and, and coming up with with good text updates. But you know, another thing that you need to do is you do need to share you know high quality, very valuable um, uh, blog posts with your mm-hmm. with your fans. Right. And if you don't have a blog, you know, if you do have a blog, by all means, share links to your own blog posts. But if mm-hmm. you don't have a blog, you should be out there finding ways to, to um, you know, find high quality, valuable content, content that's going to help your fans, you know, do something that's 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 good for their business. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. I definitely recommend that. Well, and on the subject of blogs, you know, one of the things that people tend to forget is you can post about a blog you wrote last month, last year, as long as it's kind of evergreen content. You know, if it really was talking about here's you know, shopping tips for Christmas, well, okay, you can't post that right now. But if you're writing something that can be read at any point in time, there's nothing that says that you can't repost that content. And that's where I've seen really some people have some great success. Maybe the first blog post, you know, the first time that that when they first introduced it, didn't get a lot of interaction. But they reposted six months later. I saw somebody the other day that that said that, the blog posts that she gets the most comments on she wrote two years ago, <coughs> excuse me, and people are still commenting on it. So think about that. You know, you've got your own content. You know, keep going back to that. You also have salespeople or you have been you know, working with people selling your product. So you have frequently asked questions. You know, what are people concerned about? You know, maybe you are an insurance salesman and there's you know not nothing wrong with insurance salesmen, but you know, you've, you've had people ask questions. You know, why do I need long-term care? What type of insurance should I get? You know, all of those various things. So you have your own content, and you haven't even really probably been thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's a, a lot of great advice on that from a guy named Marcus Sheridan. Um, I don't know if you know him, the sales lion. I, I saw him at, at Social mm-hmm. Media World. And, mm-hmm. you know, his whole story is that he was in the pool business, and, 
and uh, he he their business was suffering and in the downturn from 2008, and they made this conscious decision to just start writing blog posts that were the answers to FAQs, right? So that mm-hmm. literally, literally right. the title of every blog post was you know an, an answer to a, a question that people were asking about pools. And mm-hmm. you know, after a couple of months of doing this, their their traffic on their site shot through the roof. And you wow. know, I, th- I think within a year, they they were you know one of the the, the top you know pool searched website on the web. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's yeah. I mean, I I can't stress enough how important a blog is to a business. I mean, I mm-hmm. see it in my own business. We our blog was pretty sparsely populated until around January of this year, and mm-hmm. that's when it, when I hired Scott. And we've been pushing out content, you know, three to four posts a week. And mm-hmm. our traffic on our website has gone from around five to 7,000 uh, unique visitors a month what, back in the fall to mm-hmm. where we're going to be pushing 100,000 uniques this month. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. you know in, in, in literally like six or seven months. And it's mm-hmm. all about the fact that we've been consistently pushing out, you know, valuable um uh, you know, well-composed content, and mm-hmm. I can't tell you how um, how important this has been to our business. And I, I, I highly, right. highly recommend that if you have a business on, that you need to get on there and start uh, blogging about the questions that your your customers are asking and sharing mm-hmm. those blog posts via all kinds of distribution channels. Obviously, one of the big ones is Facebook, and Post Planner can help you do that. But you should also, for sure, have a, a weekly newsletter that you're collecting mm-hmm. the emails from your customers and potential customers, and you're sending out, you know, a newsletter with, you know, either your posts. And like mm-hmm. I said, you should definitely be posting. You should be blogging. But if you're not blogging, then you should, you know, be sending out a newsletter with posts from third-party blogs or right. or um, other people who are posting about your, you know, things that are valuable to your customers. Mm-hmm. Again, you're investing in the future there because even if you're not blogging now and you're building this list and you're, and you're sending out this newsletter that people are opening every week and they're getting, you know, it's becoming habitual to them to open it every week. They look forward to it. Then when you do have content in the future, when you do have some great blog posts and your blog does get more active, then you can start, you know, trickling your blog posts into that newsletter. And then eventually you'll probably get to the point where we are, where we actually only share our own blog posts in our newsletter mm-hmm. because we're pushing three or four posts out a week. So, right. and and again, I can't tell you, it's it's blown. You know, our business has gone through the roof this year, and it's it's because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that tends to be one of the things that I see business owners hesitate the most about. You know, they're thinking, okay, I can write a short little Facebook post, but you want me to write three to four hundred words for a blog post? And I was like that myself. You know, I was telling people, you need to blog, you need to blog, you need to blog. And then, of course, they would say, and where is your blog? We'd like to read it. And I would do the evidence because I wanted my blog post to be absolutely perfect. And when I finally figured out that they didn't have to be absolutely perfect and just start, that's when things really turned around. Um, you know, and, and the cool thing about blogs is it gives you lots of content to be posting on social media because you might have two or three subjects that you're discussing or you know, one subject in it that you're discussing in detail. So one blog post might lead to five, ten, you know, who knows how many social media posts. You know, and then, of course, when you recycle it, like I was saying, and you repost again, 
you know, it, plus you can get ideas for your blog posts from social media. So that's why I think it really is critical, just as you were saying, Josh, that people have to have a blog. You know, and it doesn't matter if you're the one person mom and pop shop. I guess it'd just be the mom shop. Um, if it's the, the one person, you know, to, to be doing that all the way up to, you know, somebody the size of, of, you know, very large corporations, it's a great way to be able to reach out and interact with your customers and your potential customers. Yeah, totally. And I'll give you, I'll just give you a really practical tip on this. If you're a business mm-hmm. out there and you, you're just wondering, you, you're kind of, you know, intimidated by the whole blogging thing. You don't know what to write. Just, just mm-hmm. do this. Imagine that a customer is, has just sent you an email and asked you mm-hmm. one of the questions you get asked all the time by customers, right? Right. And then mm-hmm. just pretend like you're responding. You just write a, a reply email mm-hmm. to that person and, and answer their question in that email. Mm-hmm. Then just copy and paste that email, put it into a blog post, give it a, a nice headline, and there's a lot of great posts out there, a lot of great, great content on the web that you know, teach you how to write great headlines. Mm-hmm. And headlines mm-hmm. are absolutely key. You got to write great headlines. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know that's the, that's kind of the easier part because you're only dealing with a few words. You know the 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 the, the content of your blog post. Just write that reply email. Reply to that question just like it's you know you're replying to a single person. You're talking to a single person. You're answering their question. Take that content, put it into a blog post, and publish it. Right, and and, and there you go. You know, and I love that. That's that's perfect because how many times, as a business, have you either been asked a product, a question about your product or your service, or something like, "Tell me how you got started in your business." You know, people people want to know those things. You know, there's so many things that people can write about in a blog, and it really does take just getting started. Um, you know, I we've had uh, several guests on who have talked about the fact that one of the, the things you need to do is continually keep writing things down. You know, carry a little piece of paper with you. You know, make sure that that you can take notes on your phone. You'll know, have a, a notepad next to your computer. Because as you're going through your day, you will think, you know, once you start blogging, you'll think, oh, that would be a great topic. And if you don't write it down, 10 minutes later, you've gotten engrossed in something else, and that idea is gone. You know, so write it down right then. It might not be something that you write about right away, but, you know, keep those little seeds. Plus, then when you're, you're sitting down to write, you've got this list of 10, 20, you know, who knows how many potential posts, and you can pick through and think, okay, this is the one that I'm going to use today. Yeah, and you know, I I would I would I I I agree with it that you need you should you should be keep keeping notes and you should keep be keeping track of your ideas. But I mm-hmm. would I would caution to 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 not really think in terms of topics because topics mm-hmm. are vague. You know, topics are right. like mm-hmm. top, topics are what cause you you know people who want to blog That's not to blog lost. because they you mm-hmm. know they think about they don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Think in terms of questions, you know? Mm-hmm. Questions are easy because you just answer the question. You're you're mm-hmm. the expert in your domain. That's why you have a business right. in your niche. Mm-hmm. So you 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 can easily answer questions that you you know you have the knowledge to answer. Just mm-hmm. answer those questions and those are your blog posts. Right. You probably actually already have a ton of blog posts in your email right now. You could mm-hmm. probably just go through your, your sent email and you could find like fifty blog posts right there. Right. You know, and, and I think for so many people, it really is just the getting started that, that is so difficult. You know, it's, it is something that once you get into doing it, you find that it goes faster to write, you know, because we do all struggle when we initially do it. But the more you do it, the better you will get at it. 
you know, and, and we really do have so many sources out there. I tell you, one of my sources is the competition. Now, you know, it's, it's fun because to me, there are so many people who, who are uh, social media experts. And I follow them on social media, you know, I, I get their blogs, all those various things. And so that gives me often great ideas for content. But it can be that same way with anyone. You know, connect with you, your competition, which that leads to a whole other thing with people, you know, gee, I don't want to give away trade secrets. But, you know, don't give away trade secrets. You know, if you can get an idea of something, maybe it was something that your competition couldn't do, and you can, you know, that's a great way to, to be able to write a blog post, to write posts on, on Facebook, Twitter, all those various things. You know, see what your competition is doing. If they're successful, you want to do, you know, kind of some of the th- same things they're doing too. Yeah, and that's actually a great segue to talk about our content engine because, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things you can do with Post Planner is, is you can put in, uh, you know, the, the fan pages of your competitors. Right. You uh-huh. can put in the Twitter accounts of your, your uh-huh. competitors into our content engine. And then you kind of have a, a streaming feed of, of the content that they're sharing. And then you uh-huh. can use the features inside of our content engine to see, you know, you can see which, which articles have the most shares on the web. You can see which articles have gotten the most Facebook likes. Uh-huh. And you can kind of vet that content and sift through that content according to those kind of um, filters. So, um, I, you know, I, I did want to mention our content engine because we put so much work into right. it over the last mm-hmm. month. And it's a really awesome way to find content and, and putting your competitors in. You, actually, you could even create a, a folder, you know, in there and, and just label mm-hmm. it competitors. You could put all the fan pages of all your competitors, and then you can quickly in a glance see all of the content that they're sharing. Right. And mm-hmm. then you can cherry pick the best stuff and share it on your fan mm-hmm. page too or, like you said, write a, a blog post that's similar to it and then share that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just put in social media into your content engine generator and have more articles here than I could ever share. One was strengthen your brand through social media. Great topic. You know, that's something that I really would want to share with people. Um, Northwestern study. Some young adults pay more attention to social media than they do to anything else. Now, here's nice. a really good one. Educate kids on the right use of social networking sites. You know, how many times have we seen kids really mess things up, whether they've lost scholarships or, you know, they've they've gotten themselves, unfortunately, into a bad situation just because they didn't know proper etiquette. You know, they they posted things where they're thinking, oh, well, you know, it's only my friends who read it. Eh, not so much, especially on something like Twitter. You know, content is out there for everybody to see. Um, you know, maybe you're marketing to Brazil. Here's a, an article in here that is on uh, a company's use of social media in Brazil. So again, you know, anybody who thinks that whatever their topic is, let me see, let me just type in insurance since we've been, you know, talking about that. So I'm putting insurance into the the content engine just to see what I come up with. Uh, you know, no matter what your industry is, there is content out there for you. Plus then when you add in some of these fun little Q&A type of things, it really is a cool thing that people can do. Yeah, and, and, and you know those feeds that you just got, Deb, you could also click on that um, on those filters, shares or likes, and then you can see mm-hmm. you know, out of all those 50 articles you can see there, you can mm-hmm. quickly see at the top the ones that have, have gotten the most shares and likes on the web so right. you can kind of you know, decide that you can see that that's a high-quality article. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, here's a great article. I just looked in insurance. 
adding a teenage driver to your insurance isn't cheap. Hmm, okay. Uh, let's see, what else looks interesting here? Um, leasing, cheaper payments but costlier insurance. You know, so if you're an insurance agent, you've just provided great content that shows people that you are an expert. And that's the key because then when they know that you're the expert, come, when, it, when the time comes where they do want to spend money, they go to the experts. They don't go to you know, the, the guy that, that has the sign that he sticks in the, the side of the street. They go to you know, who they know that they have met online you know, they know a little bit about them. You know, back to what we were talking about earlier. They they know that you know maybe the company plays softball on Fridays and celebrates their employees' birthday and volunteers somewhere. So they they know that they're a good organization. They go back to the people they know, they like, and they trust. Yep. And 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 in, in the practical consequences, are you're getting clicks on those posts in your mm-hmm. on your fan, uh, fan page. And then your right. future posts are going to be more visible mm-hmm. to your fans as well. So yeah. you're 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 yeah. being shown as an expert, and you're also you know investing in the future of your business. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that I think is is the the critical thing that we really want people to come away with after this hour is you are continually building. You know, this is not let's post once and then post again maybe in a week or two, and then oh post again maybe you know this is an ongoing thing. You know, and and whether you're you can do this all on your, you know, live. That's great. But you might also need to to use some type of scheduling program like Post Planner. That's also an a, a, an option, but make sure that you have continual ongoing content. Posting every once in a while is just like having a website that you update, you know, that that was last updated 10 years ago. People don't care anymore. You know, they they yep. they need to see that you are an active, vibrant business. It's a long-term investment, and I promise you, if you do it, it has ROI. You're gonna, you're gonna make more money if you do it. Yep. Yep. So, Josh, we are at the top of the hour. Can you believe it? We have been chatting for so long, and this has been fabulous. I have learned so much. I'm gonna, you know, look forward to to chatting with you more, learning more about you online. So, one last time, how do people find you? Just go to postplanner.com forward slash blog and sign up for our newsletter. Or go to Facebook and type in Post Planner and, and like our fan page, and then you'll you'll get continue up c- continuous updates from us. Perfect, perfect. Well, next time tune in because I will have the district attorney for Cobb County, and we're going to talk about how uh, government entities are really using social media in a variety of ways. But until then, everyone enjoy your week. Have a fabulous one, Josh. Again, thank you and. Everybody, have a great day. Thanks, Deb. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. Yep, here's your problem. You haven't been listening to MileHighRadio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>